As well as her diary of the war, Lorna Lloyd left other pieces of writing, including stories, plays and poetry. In this bonus episode, Bethany Ray reads some of Lorna's poems. They date from the 1920s to the months before Lorna's early death in 1942. This is episode two of Lorna's Poetry. L'envoi. There's a whisper of evening in the meadows. There's a sigh of the wind in the trees. There's the blue of dusk on the hilltops, a blue haze fanned by a breeze. Each wild flower closes its petals, each tired bird wings to its nest. God made each heaven ending, because the weary need rest. The cows are lowing on the uplands, the sheep are bleating in the fold. Who would have thought the song would end so swiftly? Who would have thought the tale so swift be told? So ends the day of mortal toil and scheming, so ends the book that someone made by dreaming. Constancy Bind up thy hair, my bonny lass, he'll come no more to thee. Weep thou no more, sad childish tears, but spend thy smiles on me. Why dost thou wait, my bonny lass? Five years have passed away, and he's no nearer coming back than he was yesterday. If he should come again, said she, and find me wed elsewhere, oh no, I'll never dry my tears, nor ever bind my hair. And when my back is bent with age, and my eyes grown dim, when these black locks are white as snow, I still will wait for him. Looking forward, I wonder if, in a hundred years, someone will find my writings dimmed with time and know my bitter longings and my fears and find a meaning in each uncouth rhyme. I wonder if they'll wonder how I looked and sigh and laugh quite tenderly and then set back my books on the forgotten shelf where they have lain and so forget again. I wonder if perhaps some smouldering spark hidden away in an unlettered rhyme may help somebody groping in the dark as never was I able in my time. To a materialist. You have grown old, but not because the years you own are many, but because your heart is old, and now not all your tears can win back what you lost, nor even part. You have not followed wisdom, honour, beauty, nor sought for those dear arts that keep men young, Your steps are bent to riches and your heart is breaking like a lute far overstrung. The path of riches, though the consummation of earthly dreams, is like a mountain track leading to poverty of heart and desolation from which there's no escape. No turning back. No shunning then the path in life you chose. Where you have planted thorns, ne'er blooms a rose. A Pagan Song I sometimes think of all futile things that man has ever fashioned. War comes first. Pain and all sorrow are the gifts it brings, and yet we seem to love this thing accursed. Both sides call down their very gods to witness that they, and they alone, are in the right, and yet, if that were so and both were honest, there'd be no reason and no cause to fight. If both are right, then neither side can lose and neither win, therefore why fight at all? And both sides say the gods are on their side, and yet one side must lose, one banner fall. 
Is it perchance a ruse the gods employ, they first make mad those whom they would destroy? A warning. The softest blow may crack a crystal vase, the lightest word may break a loving heart. Peace, lest the sudden fierce outspoken word should sunder things that were not meant to part. Thy scorn is like a sharp two-edged sword, thy tongue is like a red-hot searing brand, thou knows not what hangs upon your words, touch not the thing thou dost not understand. Do not judge that men may not judge thee, give life to men that they may let you live, love truly and you will be loved by all, life has no greater gift than this to give. A word once said no tears can e'er recall, keep watch, lest with thy honey thou dost mingle gall. De Profundis Have you forgotten that you swore to me, that you would keep my trust when I passed on? You cried that you would seize my falling banner and carry it on high when I was gone. You are forsworn. Your words are like wind. Coming from nothing and to nothing fled, you have locked up the words I charged you with. Within your hearts, now I am dead. I died for you. What? Shall I regret the blood I shed for you? Must I confess that you are worthless and the sacrifice was vain? Better be sunk in nothingness. Forgotten, it is still grand to die, even for men who have forgotten me. Dusk how blue it is tonight, the trees with lacy leaves stand out against the sky, and we can wander in the glowing dusk and the flowers, just you and I. There is no bustle here, no hateful noise, no haste, only amid the trees the starlings sing their vespers rocked by the sighing breeze. The twilight deepens and the twinkling stars, night's little candles one by one appear, shining alike on just and unjust, on so much beauty and on so much that mars and on itinerant dreamers groping here, with heads in heaven and their feet in dust. Fate Men are all puppets, king and knave alike. Fate holds a sword poised in her hand to strike. Men may struggle in vain, tis fate that does the scheming. Wise men waste their breath, and only fools go dreaming. Take all fate's gifts ere she snatches them away, but build not castles on such rotten clay. Proud kings of old have tampered with fate's fire, till it consumed or dragged them in the mire. Some died in battle, old age wore out another. Like tired babes they crept to earth, their mother, and she in gentle arms buried them deep, unsung, forgotten in a dreamless sleep. For the Nobodies Lord, for the Nobodies I'll pray my prayer. For those who fail, for those who come too late, for those who strive and yet are never known, overshadowed as they are by all the great. Lord, I would not have beauty, wealth, nor wit, kingdoms I would not, nor great tracts of land. Rather, I would a heart to know my friends, eyes to see, a friend to understand. Lord, as thou hearest such a child as I, Writer of this unlettered, trivial song, 
help me some day to be a somebody that I might help the nobodies along. My Lady Plays You played as you have never played before, as though a god were piping in thine ear a strain wherein was mingled love and fear, and the long roll of waves upon a moonlit shore you played as though the love were in your breast of the great, wild, and unforgotten things, as though you knew the glory of old kings, and loved the pomp wherein their days were dressed. There was a sobbing echo in your strain, as though you feared the song too soon must cease, and creeping time hush out your life as he has done, the lives of those who long ago felt pain, Loved and were loved, suffered or were at ease in the brave days when all the world was young. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Lorna Lloyd's Diary of the War. All the poems were written by Lorna Lloyd and were read by her great-great-niece Bethany Ray. Catherine Stephen was the announcer. The theme tune is an extract from César Franck's Symphony in D minor, performed by the BBC National Orchestra of Wales conducted by Richard Hickox on the 5th of September 2003 and also kindly made available by the BBC Archive. This podcast episode was brought to you by staff and students of the School of Computing at Edinburgh Napier University. It was produced by third-year students Alex Genks, David Graham, James McLaughlin, Andrash Peter and Michael Sutty under the supervision of Ian McGregor. The podcast series was directed by Bruce Ryan with the assistance of Hazel Hall.